Here's a message from Ken Lavica. A basketball nearly causing a brawl. We've seen everything. People care about their sports objects. Stone Labanowitz hit the open. Just like you would expect, the fire hose is fully inserted in my mouth here, and uh, we've been blowing and going, and so... Ken Lavica. Get a run in, make an early cocktail, put a gummy in half. Theo Dorsey. Very excited to have the opportunity to add him to the team. Stone Labanowitz. When I woke up this morning, I was feeling pretty dangerous. Live from the Anajar and Levine Accident Attorney Studios. LaVica, Theo, and Stone on ESPN 106.3. How is it possible that we almost had an all-out fist fight melee over a basketball last night in the NBA? Like, not a basketball play, not basketball language, Not actually a basketball game, but an actual basketball. What the hell happened last night in Milwaukee? The NBA, I don't know what it is, but we've gone back-to-back days in the NBA with the top story in that league being a guy throwing a right hook at someone else's jaw unprovoked. Draymond Green, by the way, suspended indefinitely. And now last night, Giannis Antetokounmpo, he scores 64 points. And objectively, Stone... I mean, that's a a big, massive career achievement for Giannis Antetokounmpo. Career high in scoring, 64 points. They get revenge on the Indiana Pacers. Vanquish Indiana for the semifinal in-season tournament loss that the Pacers handed Giannis in the Bucs. That would have been all good and well. And never mind the fact that Giannis scored 13 of those 64 against bench warmers of the Pacers and played like it was Game 7 of the NBA Finals to get those 64 points. That's a different discussion for a different time. Was it fraudulent? Who knows? Up for debate. But after the game, Giannis Antetokounmpo wanted that basketball. So much so that he came tearing down the tunnel back out of the floor like he was the ultimate warrior. Now, you don't know that reference at all, Stone. You won't understand at all what I'm trying what to say there. What are you there. talking about? The uh, you, you understand 80s, early 90s wrestling reference, ultimate warrior coming down the ramp into the ring. You understand that? Vividly. Vividly. Like, now you're doubting my father. Guy who, who was like, listen. Okay, okay, okay. So this is, this order, is something passed down <laughs> through Labanowitz generations. In order for you to be a man... <laughs> You need to watch this. I, I'll put it like this. I'm pretty That's sure the I, initiation phase in the Labanowitz household. Sort of. Is I, watching 80s WWF. I'm pretty sure on road trips, instead of watching Are We There Yet with Ice Cube, mm-hmm. it was a mixtape of The Ultimate Warrior. <laughs> the headband and the flails and just the full sprint. Yeah, and, and then grabbing the top rope and shaking the top yeah, rope. All I'm, right. I'm, I'm All there right. 100%. Good. We're on the same page. I like how we're starting here. Giannis Antetokounmpo comes tearing down the ramp to get back onto the floor at Fiserv Forum in Milwaukee and confronts apparently what he believes to be the gatekeeper of basketballs, Tyrese Halliburton of the Indiana Pacers. Why he went to Tyrese Halliburton requesting the game ball so he could have it as part of his personal memorabilia collection to honor his 64-point game, I have the faintest idea. I have no idea whatsoever. It turns out that the Pacers, according to reports, 
They mistakenly took the game ball to honor a player who had his first official point in his NBA career last night. So not thinking about the fact that it was a career high in scoring for Giannis, they took the basketball and they gave it to this youngster on the Pacers roster and that sent Giannis into a rage and a confrontation that then spilled into the hallways outside the Pacers locker room where the Pacers GM took an elbow to the ribs from a Bucks player because they were demanding entry to the Pacers locker room to go get Giannis's game ball. What the hell is that? What are we doing here? And then after Giannis got the ball, listen to this. After Giannis got the ball, he got the ball, misunderstanding taken care of. Apparently, when all was said and done, according to reports, there was a security guard at the arena who actually had possession of the game ball from last night's game. It wasn't even in the Pacers locker room. Here's Giannis. Not only, not only sports memorabilia savant, but he also is an expert in the feel of a basketball. Um, can you confirm that you have the game ball from tonight? I have no idea. I'm not going to lie. I have, I have no idea. Um, I, I don't know. You know, I really don't know. I don't know. I have the ball, but I don't know if it's a game ball. It doesn't feel like the game ball to me. It's, it feels like a brand new ball. Um, like I can I can tell, you know, from um, I played, what, 35 minutes a day. You know, I know how the, the game ball felt. You know, the, uh, the ball that I have, which I'll take and I'll give it to my mom for sure, but uh, I don't know if it's actually the game balls. But it's 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 okay, you know. Um, life should continue. I don't know, cause I don't even have the game ball from, um, which hurts me. I don't have the game ball from game six in the NBA Finals. I don't have the game ball from that either. What are we doing? Did he use the phrase, life goes on? Life goes on. I didn't get the game ball. Or, or, or. What doesn't feel like the game ball? Didn't get that. Life goes on. I believe him. Like, he knows which ball is which. That doesn't surprise me at all. I, I could tell you what, what game ball I use in a football game. What are we doing? What are we doing, though? I mean, come on. I wanted to take it a step further. I missed a stat, too. You haven't made fun of him for getting to the free throw line for 32 attempts. Mm-hmm. He had 32 free throws last night. 32 free throws he last had 64 night. 64 points. And half of those were him just throwing his body in other people. And and just knocking down a bunch of free throws. But fine. Like he got his. Like whatever. That's his style of play. But then confronting Tyrese Halliburton, furiously confronting Tyrese Halliburton, while his brother Thanasis. And it's time to have a conversation about the Antenacupo brothers. We've talked about it before. The Antetokounmpo brothers, both on the Bucks, they are not even sniffing competitive basketball if not for their brother. Those guys are making NBA money simply because to keep Giannis in your organization, they need to be signed to the roster. I'll go this far, especially when it comes to Thanasis and Tenacumpo. If you're at the YMCA in your local town and you walked into the gym and you saw a bunch of middle-aged men shooting around and playing pickup basketball, and Thanasis was there. Just based on talent, you wouldn't be able to pick out which one was Thanasis. Thanasis and Tenacupo is the least talented player in the NBA, and you wouldn't be able to pick them out 
of a regular pickup game at the local YMCA. So you're saying if you saw everybody playing, mm-hmm. and, and I said, Forget hey. the fact that Nassis is I, a, a large and built and fit human being. Sure. Forget that for a second. If we're just talking but, about pure ability to shoot, pure ability to dribble, pure ability to move your feet. And I would ask you, hey, which one of these guys plays in the NBA? You'd have no idea. It could be the personal injury lawyer who comes out and plays pickup ball at 5 a.m. on a Thursday. Theo Dorsey plays rec basketball it in could Lake be, It could be the local radio host <laughs> who plays pickup at 5 a.m. on a Thursday. It could be the substitute teacher that plays pickup basketball 5 a.m. on a Thursday. Or it could be Giannis Antetokounmpo's brother, NBA star, Thanasis Antetokounmpo. You wouldn't know. But it, it makes sense to me. It's like a service dog. But it is, that is, he's, he is Giannis's service dog. Like, but that so, makes sense. But so he was already out there, though, confronting, of all people, Tyrese Halliburton, who apparently is the key master of basketballs. Why confront him? Why confront him? Go to Rick Carlisle, the head coach of the Pacers. Wouldn't that be a more logical first step? Maybe ask a security guard, hey, what happened to that game ball? Maybe address with the locker room attendant of the Pacers, hey, have this request. Can we maybe work this out? Instead, ultimate warrior charging back out of the court where your your service dog brother is already confronting Tyrese Halliburton. What would he have to do with any of this? And Giannis getting in his face over a game ball that then, once he gets a basketball, he's still complaining about it. Did you have the game ball from tonight? I have no idea. I'm not going to lie. I have no idea. Um, I, I don't know. You know, I really don't know. I don't know. I have the ball, but I don't know if it's a game ball. It doesn't feel like the game ball. It doesn't me. feel like it. It, it doesn't feel, feel like, like it. New ball. I mean, what are we doing? I've been around sports an awful long time, and I've seen a lot of honorary balls given out to athletes for accomplishments, whether it's basketballs, whether it's footballs. Very rarely is it the actual ball from that actual game where something historic took place. It's something that's been signed. It's something that has been plaqued. It's something that has been taken from a collection of other balls and you paint something on it or you get it specially custom made with a graphic and then you present it to the player and he or she holds it up to the crowd and everybody applauds and then maybe you hang a banner and then you look at the record book and you see the name and then we move on with our lives. But Giannis last night goes full ultimate warrior because he doesn't have the ball, which by the way, if he really cared about that he would have made sure to go retrieve it once the horn sounded at the end of the game instead he's too busy photo hopping he's too he's too busy photo hopping maybe planning uh how he's going to throw himself into another body to maybe after the fact go back to the free throw line instead he's taking care of that while the pacers are like hey congrats youngster you scored your first official point in the nba we'll have this ball for you The Pacers said that's what we do. So someone took care of that. It's like in baseball when you have someone who collects their first hit or their 3,000th hit. You know what happens? Collective knowledge, you just roll the ball to the dugout, and they take care of that. Last night, Giannis is a psychopath. Yeah, but life goes on. But life goes on. I, I didn't get the ball, but life goes on. But life goes on. I mean, what are we doing? I, I mean, no this idea. man has a love for mem- memorabilia. And uh, bringing up game six of the NBA Finals, he didn't get that ball. Go get it, dude. Go get it. 
I don't know if you remember this, Stone, and this was before you were born. I mean, sweet Jesus, this was really before you were born. The first of the final three Bulls championships of their dynasty. So overall, the fourth championship of the Bulls dynasty. When they beat the Sonics in Chicago, it was Michael Jordan, the first title after his return, the first championship, which they clinched game six over the Sonics on Father's Day, the first Father's Day without His his father, who was murdered senselessly and violently in North Carolina. Michael Jordan at the horn, goes right to Randy Brown, his teammate, who's holding the ball. The ball had been thrown into the air. Randy Brown collects it at the horn. Michael Jordan runs over, grabs the basketball, and tumbles with Randy Brown to the ground. And uh, I remember as a kid, Bulls fans saying, oh my God, how touching is that? How touching is that? Uh, Those two celebrating, embracing on the floor over this achievement, a fourth championship in six years. Don't tell me it wasn't an embrace. Michael Jordan is openly trying to rip the ball away from Randy Brown on the floor because (laughs) it means that much to him. And then there's the famous shot of him face first on the floor in the Bulls locker room, openly weeping with the hat covering his head and him cradling the basketball. Giannis, take notes, dude. That's how you do it. That's how you do it. Why was Randy Brown holding onto the ball? I don't want to get deep into but this. I, I, I mean, I get it. You're, you're the, you're gonna want there for some inherently. You want the ball when you uh, are able to achieve the ultimate prize. But who's Randy Brown? Well, Randy Brown. Randy Brown was a former point guard, bench, bench, backup point guard for the Bulls. Uh, number zero, by the way, uh, who after Michael Jordan retired the second time and everybody left uh, the Bulls organization, he was really the only holdover. And then he was the starting point guard. And those were dark, dark days for the Chicago Bulls. All right. Um, but he just he, he he caught the basketball. He wanted the ball. Michael Jordan came, ripped it out. Uh, Gian, and my, my point is, Giannis, just go get the ball, dude. If the memorabilia means that much to you, just go get the ball. Last night was completely unnecessary like Tyree poor Tyrese Halliburton listen to the him give his account of what happened last night again here is the to Giannis gatekeeper of basketballs Tyrese Halliburton of the Indiana Pacers if I could ask him would you obviously even Giannis obviously had a discussion out there what was he yeah. sort of mad about what did you try to do to cool him down yeah um from my understanding from my understanding there was just a misunderstanding after the game um uh, for some reason he wanted to confront me uh, I was just staying out there, but uh, yeah, I mean, like I said, we beat them twice, so they came out with some fire today, and they beat they 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 took care of business. They're a great team, and they did what they had to do today. Um, and it's just competing at the end of the day, but uh, yeah, I think bless you. Some some high emotions, a lot of testosterone sure. going around out there, uh, and like I said, just competitors competing at the end of the day. Was that bump, you know, after your dunk? Was that sort of a sign that this is going to be a little different tonight? Uh, that's up for you guys to decide. I don't, I have my opinion on it, but I mean, he is who he is at the end of the day. And, uh, yeah, that's all I really have to say about it. What it appears to me, he is who he is, says Tyrese Halliburton on Giannis. What it appears to me, Giannis is a psychotic B obviously Greek and C a purveyor of sports memorabilia. Maybe the man's just passionate about basketballs. Everybody has their thing. Everybody has collections. A lot of people like sports memorabilia. Maybe he's just a sports memorabilia nerd. Deep down, inside, forget his accomplishments for a moment. He just likes sports tchotchkes. And for that, 
I can respect that to an extent. I was told, it's sentimental to him. I was told Shashkis isn't a isn't a word before. I, I I've tried to use it before, like when I just heard you say it and mm-hmm. it came through my headphones. Chachkis is very I, much a word. I wanted to to fist pump. Chachkis is very much a word. I, you know what? Uh, again, sorry to sidetrack, but I needed that. I needed that in my life. I've used Chachkis and I get laughed at and no, I get told, is very much what a did word. you just say? You know, you're making yeah. that up. And I'm like, what do you mean? Like, uh, no, it, it, you, you, if you get told that, you say, Ken Levicka yeah. absolutely signs off on the word tchotchkes. Yeah, let me mark this real quick. Yeah, I appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, no doubt. Actually, you should just carry the MP3 around with you on your phone and just play it when somebody calls you <laughs> out on it. Not a bad idea. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> never mind. Uh, so I get it from that standpoint, that wavelength. I get it with Giannis. Forget the fact he's a psychopath and he easily could have taken care of the game ball situation. And don't give me that. It doesn't feel like it doesn't. Shut up. Stop. It's a ball. Okay. Just take it. Nobody's going to know the difference. Literally no one's going to know the difference. And he went on to say, maybe I'll give it to my mom. She's not going to know the difference. She's going to say, congrats, honey. Good job on 64 points. Thanks for the ball. Yeah, there's that. Like, that come on. That, that's a fact. A ball is a ball. One ball is a ball. Okay? Um, once you, you've had one ball, you've had them all. And, and, uh, it's <laughs> annoying, though, that we're... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, just let that uh-huh. one go. I'll just let that uh-huh. one go. Uh-huh. It, it's annoying that... You know, we're asking 23-year-old Tyrese Halliburton about this in a press conference. So I mean, we're giving a breath right now, but in a what different are we doing light. In, what are we doing in the NBA? That was the biggest story of the night last night in the NBA. What are we doing? Yeah, what are we doing? That, that's somebody's job. Somebody's getting paid to right. attend this game in Milwaukee right. Right. And, and talk to a 23-year-old about the game ball. Hey, man. Uh, what happened with Giannis? Oh, he, uh, he wanted a ball. All right, we're going to sit here and make fun of the in-season tournament and the Lakers celebrating that. Meanwhile, we've got uh, Draymond Green throwing haymakers at opponents for no reason and we're arguing over a game ball and discussing whether or not it's authentic because it doesn't feel like the right ball. This like, league. What are we doing? What do we this do? League. What do take celebrating an accomplishment or, oh, that doesn't feel like the ball? <laughs> Pick one. And I'm going to go with celebrating the in-season tournament, okay? Yeah, me as well. All right, come on. What are we feeling about Lakers hanging a banner? The NBA Cup I'm fine banner. with that. Okay. Whatever. It's an in-season tournament. They want a trophy. Put up the banner. Who cares? Nice. This is so stupid. But I get being sentimental about sports memorabilia. Like, I understand that. I get it. I get it. My hat that I received courtside after FAU won in the Elite Eight against Kansas State, it wasn't one of those things that I bought at a stand or after the fact and got it delivered to my home. As I'm standing courtside at Madison Square Garden, starting the postgame show, a member of the NCAA walks up to me and hands me the celebratory FAU Final Four hat. Players, coaches, me. That, I don't like wearing it. You've seen me wear it before, but I don't like wearing it because I have a great fear of it getting dirty, of it being sullied, of me losing it. So it sits in a closet. I check on it occasionally, make sure it's not marked <laughs> oh. up, and it, it, it just sits there so I can see it. Florida Atlantic, Final Four, 2023. And that, to me, is my... my I, I, I'm not big into value of things. Sentimentally, personally, that's my most significant piece of sports memorabilia. Like Giannis and his basketballs, me, the Final Four FAU hat, that occupies that space. He can't knock you for that at all. And to be honest, because he was at the free throw line 32 times, I think you and Giannis put forth the same amount of effort. One, for him to score 64 points, and for you to call a game in the Final Four in MSG, I think it's the same thing. That's right. And I procured the hat. He couldn't procure the ball. (laughs) How about it? I want to ask this. In the spirit of Giannis's obsession with balls... What sports item of yours holds the most value, whether it be monetary or personal? What sports item of yours holds the most value, monetary or personal? 
This is all subjective. This is all personal. Maybe you're someone who is vain and about objects and about money and value, and that's fine. Or maybe you simply hold something close to your sports bosom and it's sentimental to you. Which sports item of yours holds the most value, monetary or personally? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Social media at KLV1063. That's 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Like for example, this week, from a, a monetary perspective, and I talked about this last night on the uh, boardroom presented by the Classic in the Palm Beaches with Rick Haro. That's the only sports business radio show, by the way, in the state of Florida. Uh, but a Babe Ruth rookie card, that's 1914 for those of you scoring at home. A Babe Ruth rookie baseball card was sold for a record $7.2 million at auction. $7.2 million. 1952 Mickey Mantle rookie card, just a couple of years ago, sold for $12.6 million. That was back in 2022, actually. So I know a lot of you still have baseball card collections. Uh, I haven't I haven't seen my baseball cards in probably a decade and a half. I think I may have lost them. during, And I didn't have anything super valuable, um, but I may have lost them in one of my 19 moves from the time I was up in uh, Chicago to making it make my way down here to South Florida. Um, but I get it. Monetary, personal. Yeah. My FAU Final Four hat holds great sentimental value, and I wouldn't put a price on it. I don't know ultimately uh, what Giannis would do with these basketballs. Um, but I understand the desire to have it sentimentally. All I'm arguing with Giannis is, one, stop acting like a psychopath. Two, why do you think Tyrese Halliburton has anything to do with it? And three, can't we go about this like adults instead of the ultimate warrior, right? Those are three solid points. Yeah, that's just me. I'm just one man. Give it an opinion. But that seems like the more appropriate course of action. What sports item of yours holds the most value, monetarily or personally? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Daniel in West Palm kicks us off on the phones on LaVica, Theo, and Stone. What's up, Daniel? What's going on, man? Yeah, no, every, everything's obviously subjective because it's what, which team you care about or which athlete you care about the most. But uh, mine would probably be uh, uh, over 20-year-old newspaper article about when Rondé Barber had the pick six against the Eagles. I dig it. Right before they blew off that uh, that vet stadium. So one would be the Mike Evans game-worn towel he threw to me, and another one would be a 20-year-old newspaper article about our first time getting to the Super Bowl. Nah, so what did you – did you frame the newspaper article? Like, did you physically cut it out or someone physically cut it out of the newspaper? Is this something you bought at a memorabilia shop? <laughs> No, I'm still in my 20s, so I was a little kid I when my so my mom cut my mom cut out the newspaper article and I framed it and kept it. I had it for 20 years. The thing is like yellow, brownish, but you know that's fine. That, every time. I think. Hey, you know what? Also, is is yellow and brownish the Declaration of Independence and the Constitution, and people love those too. Uh, so it's hey, it's hey, the hey, same hey, thing. Hey. Yeah. Yeah, Rondé pre- Barber newspaper, that, same thing. Yeah, Rondé Barber newspaper, the Magna Carta, same thing. It's fine. It's fine. Appreciate the call, Daniel. To each their own. That's right. Uh, that does remind me, though, that um, 
I, uh, this was Christmas 2005. Yeah, Christmas 2005. So just about six weeks after the White Sox won the World Series in 2005 that nobody remembers, apparently, except for me, uh, I had the front page of the Chicago Tribune, and it's got a photo of Joe Creedy, White Sox third baseman, jumping into the pile on the mound uh, from, uh, from the morning after the White Sox won the World Series game four in Houston, and I got that framed at a shop, and I gave it to my dad for, uh, it was either his birthday or Christmas. I can't remember. His birthday is December 23rd, so they're they're right next to one another, those holidays. Uh, so he still has it. He has an office uh, at, at, at his house, and he has it framed still up there. Love that. 2005. It stood the test of time, so I get the newspaper thing for sure. Is it right next to his Scott Pesuto picture? Pesednik. That's Pesednik. Pesednik. Why don't you get it right? You know, I knew it was Pesednik, but I was like, what can I make it <clears throat> that's going to get under his skin? And Pesudo is the best I got. It's not Scott Pesudo. It's, it's Scott, Scott Pesednik. Pesednik. Thank you. What sports item of yours holds the most value monetarily or personal? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. And again, social media at KLV1063. Uh, Dylan messages in, why couldn't the NBA, knowing that Giannis was nearing a record, swap the game ball out so that both are able to keep their memorabilia? It's not like they don't have multiple balls ready. I mean, that's a strong point. How does nobody from the Bucks, as he's approaching 60 and he's just parading to the free throw line over and over again against scrubs, openly trying to get his career high in scoring, which I actually, off the top of my head, I do not recall what it was before last night. Nobody from the Bucks, 50-something. But yeah, I think I he has scored in the 50s Yeah, before. he has. Um, nobody from the Bucs, is think, like the equipment manager, anybody is thinking to themselves, hey, maybe just maybe uh, we should go out of our way to procure that ball. Apparently, apparently, Giannis, uh, the way he acted, it's no secret how much he loves balls. Balls that mean a lot to him. Balls that he can grip and feel. Familiar feeling balls. He knows. He knows. He knows balls. Giannis Antetokounmpo knows ball and knows balls. Nobody thought, hey, maybe we should go get this ball for him. Like, this is on the Bucks, And unfortunately, Giannis looking like a psychopath jackass. Like, that's what we're talking about on a night where we should be, or on a day, I almost said morning. It's not morning anymore either. It's 1226 in the afternoon. Uh, we should be talking about how awesome he was last night. And instead, we're talking about how he acted like a petulant child. He got hung out to dry by his own team. He got hung out to dry by his own team. What sports item of yours holds the most value, monetarily or personally? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Marilou with us here on ESPN 106.3. Good afternoon, Marilou. Good afternoon. Miracle on ice, definitely, no doubt, because a bunch of college kids beat the Russians. So do you have a, a piece of memorabilia? Do you have a photo? Do you have the puck? Do you have a pad? Do you have anything from that or just memories? Uh, I I have the front page of Sports Illustrated nice. framed. Okay, there you go. So you saw that and you said to yourself, hey, this is this is a, a good thing. And you have, where is it? Is it hanging in your home? Do you have it in an attic somewhere? Are you able to still account for it? Well, yeah, so when I moved from New Jersey to Florida, I downsized a lot, and a lot of my picture frames, I had to take the pictures out of the frame, so I actually have it in a book, in a sleeve, with all of my other pictures that I had to take out of frames. I got so you. So it's in a 
album in a sleeve. Yeah. Uh, can I ask you a question about New Jersey? Because- I have another question as well. I'll follow you up, Ken, about New Jersey. Okay. Uh, we had a debate about. We had a debate about whether or not every single neighborhood in New Jersey that features Italians, which is a lot of them, they have just a designated guy named Tommy Cutlets. Can you confirm or deny that that's actually the case in New Jersey? Uh, well, it depends on what town you're from, and I happen to be Italian, by the way. Um, Congrats. It depends on what town you're from. Madison, New Jersey has a lot of Italians. Okay. Um, Essex, a town in Essex County that has a lot of Italians. Um, but if you're in Livingston, no. Um, just depends on what town you live in in New Jersey. Uh, go ahead and pepper her with your New Jersey question, Stone. Mary Lou, you a Jets fan? No, uh, I'm, we're a Giants fan. My my father had Giant tickets forever and ever, and my nephews now have them. Uh, we have season tickets, uh, six seats, by the way. Wow. Um, you know, hard to get rid of when nobody wants to go to the games now. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we, we went to Giant games forever. All right, never mind then, well, Mary Lou. Uh, it, well, she enjoys the best quarterback in New York right now, and appreciate uh, appreciate the call, Mary Lou. I'm glad we got that question off about uh, uh, about Tommy Cutlets. Yeah, I think the answer was she only seemed slightly yes. offended and annoyed by that question. No, I mean she answered it. In, her answer was very true, right? Well, no, when I when I got the I'm the I'm Italian, by the way. I got the sense that uh, I, I, no, I disagree. Okay, I disagree. I read her wrong. I think. They're very proud people. I think she was like, yeah, I'm Italian, by the way. Like, she wanted to let us know. If she would have given me a gabagool, then it would have felt better. Which sports or Mama side Luke. Of- uh, <laughs> Mara Lou. Which sports side of yours holds the most value, monetarily or personally? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Social media at KLV1063. We have a lot of social media contribution. We have calls to get to. We're going to do all of that. You may be wondering yourself, Where's Theo? Where's Theo? Where's Theo? He's going to be here eventually, uh, but he is emceeing an event for the Tyler Cameron Foundation, our good friend, bachelorette finalist, uh, product of Jupiter High School, then Wake Forest and FAU. Tyler Cameron, that hunk, he has his foundation with an event today, and Theo is emceeing it, all for a good cause. He will be here in a little bit, and we're also getting some Greek food. And we're going to talk to Zeke. And don't forget about Evan Cohen. Oh, yeah, Evan Cohen at 1.30 as well. You hear him every day, 6 to 10 a.m. here on ESPN 106.3 on Sportsman Like. Don't forget about Baptist Health Orthopedic Care. Are you experiencing foot and ankle pain? Need to see an expert in the field? Baptist Health Orthopedic Care is a team of foot and ankle orthopedic surgeons and specialists who are regarded as leaders in their specialty. Visit baptisthealth.net slash ortho. To learn more today, Baptist Health Orthopedic Care combines its resources of experienced physicians, leading-edge treatments, and technology to provide advanced orthopedic foot and ankle, joint replacement, spine and sports medicine care. Visit baptisthealth.net slash ortho. For more information today, Baptist Health Orthopedic Care has offices conveniently located in Palm Beach County through the Florida Keys. Learn more by visiting baptisthealth.net slash ortho. Who's the guy with the the ribs on a necklace? Sam Hartman, former Notre Dame quarterback. That's right. Yeah, uh, That's pretty cool. That's good sports memorabilia. It's great. I'm not sure you could sell it, but it's cool. Which sports item of yours holds the most value monetarily or personally? We know that Giannis he has an affinity for balls. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Social media is open for you, the sports-loving public, at KLV 106.3. That's Stone Lebanowitz. I'm Ken Levicka. This is Levicka, Theo, and Stone on ESPN 106.3. Or, give me that basketball. <laughs> I, I just, that was my Giannis impression, by the way. Uh, Giannis and Tenacupo 
racing out of the back yesterday like he's the ultimate warrior to confront, of all people, Tyrese Halliburton for the game ball. I just feel like there should have been a couple of safety guards that could have prevented that from taking place. Who's getting in front of that? No, not not the physical act of him racing out like the ultimate warrior to go grab the game ball. How it even got to that point. Someone in the Bucks organization, if they really give a crap about Giannis, is saying, hey, we need to go get that ball. And we're going to do so in an adult-like manner. But that was just object. You, we can admit, like I get Giannis is an intense competitor, and I respect that about him. Can he be a little corny sometimes? Sure, of course. Is he harmless? One thousand percent, unless he's throwing himself into your knees, okay, or or driving to the rim like a baby deer, limbs flailing, right? But from a personality standpoint, he is harmless. He's adorable. I'd love to give him a hug. That last night. That reaction to the game ball was really weird, right? Like, I'm not out of line saying that was unbecoming of not just Giannis, but like a human being. Yeah, it's what they call in the workforce unprofessional. Yeah, it was unprofessional. It was childish. And if there's one thing we know here on the Vic of Theo and Stone, we're the, we're the epitome. We're the apex of professional. So we know unprofessional when we see it. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, what should I tell people about? What should I tell people about? There's a plethora of things. Um, How about the FAU MBA Sport Management Program? Let's do it. The FAU MBA Sport Management Program. We've been talking about sports items of yours that hold the most value, monetarily or personally. We'll keep getting your call, social media in a second, by the way. Your degree from the FAU MBA Sport Management Program, that's going to hold very personal value to you and that it's going to mean great financial value to you down the road because this is your path to the sports industry it is internationally renowned number 10 postgraduate sport management degrees in the entire planet according to sport business number one in the state of florida it is the fau mba sport management program how do you study to get your mba in sport management at florida atlantic all you have to do is go online listen to me closely kiddos fau.edu slash mba sport FAU.edu slash MBA Sport. 23 years going strong. The FAU MBA Sport Management Program. Take classes online. Take classes on campus. Your choice. The FAU MBA Sport Management Program. FAU.edu slash MBA Sport. The FAU MBA Sport Management Program. Can I read you uh, the headline here on first take? Sure. Perk. KP, Kendra Mm -hmm. Perkins is talking. Perk, colon. Free Steph Curry. This is written. Like, this isn't what he's saying. This isn't any of the closed captions. Free Steph Curry. He don't deserve this. Real talk. Draymond Green suspended in death. That's like what they have. Free Steph. So what's he suggesting? A trade? I I suppose a trade, but I just didn't know the producer, you know, was going to. Free Steph Curry. There was four or five exclamation marks. Real talk. (laughs) Real talk. (laughs) Hey, when Kendrick Perkins is throwing out real talk, you know it's for real. Real talk. Uh, which sports item of yours holds the most value, monetarily or personally? Which sports item of yours holds the most value, monetarily or personally? Giannis, uh, that game ball last night apparently means an awful, 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 awful lot to him. So much so, he failed to make a concerted effort to go get it when the buzzer sounded. Me, my Final Four had handed to me by the NCAA courtside after the Owls clinched a bid to the Final Four at Madison Square Garden. That, to me, holds it is a priceless, sentimental value item in my sports life. It, right there. Also, 
Also, I have the um, I have uh, a a copy of Newsweek, the still the Michael Jordan retirement edition of Newsweek from all the way back in uh, 1993. That, now that's gangster. It's sleeved. It's hidden away. It doesn't see uh, light. It doesn't face elements. Yeah, that thing's tucked away. Uh, got that bought for me the week after he retired in '93, and it has been packed, packed, packed away. Which sports item of yours holds the most value monetarily or personally? Eight 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 seven six zero three seven seven six. We are going to John in Jupiter now on Lavica Theo and Stone. Hey, John. Hey, how you doing? Uh, first of all, have you guys uh, gotten the governor to mobilize the National Guard with Evan coming to town next week? Uh, it, we are. We're currently. We're right now. We're we we're working with the city of West Palm Beach, and then they might have to expand it to the National Guard. It is going to be quite an affair here. They are blocking off streets. I've heard near Rosemary Square, John. Because he was he was bragging that he's not even staying in the same hotel with the rest of the crew. He's too good. Uh, yeah, no, this guy, he, he goes to ESPN, and all of a sudden now, he eats caviar every night. Little known fact, John, all he does is eat caviar, and he just orders people around. He has he literally has assistants that put on his makeup for him, tie his shoes for him, while he eats caviar from a silver spoon. It's really disgusting. Actually, on the member big end, I have two that are probably a tie. An autographed uh, bat. From Super Jones with his bat that he autographed for me at Rugby Stadium game, the Braves against the Cardinals, or uh, when the opening of Joe Namath's restaurant at Jupiter, he got the football nice. uh, for me. And then my six year old grandson, he goes, Wow, I wonder how much you get on uh, eBay, right in front of them. <laughs> hey, uh, that's capitalism in action, right there. Your uh, your six year old grandson, he's just trying to make some money for granddad. I don't, uh, I don't mind that at all. Uh, Chipper Jones signed bat. Joe Namath signed football. Not bad. Can't Not beat bad it, right there. Which sports item of yours hold the most value, monetarily or personally? Eight 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 seven six zero three seven seven six. You know what I hold near and dear to my heart, Stone? What is that? Greek food. Oh, tzatziki. Layla Restaurant in West Palm Beach. They have brought some delicious Greek food by Alex Awad is the owner, and he is going to join us next to talk about it. And uh, tzatziki talk, as if you thought you've heard everything on this radio show, wait until I start going off on tzatziki. Mm. That's on the Bandwitz. I'm Ken Levick, Levick, Theo, and Stone, ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Accident Attorney Studios, it's LaVica, Theo, and Stone on ESPN 106.3. As a lot of you know, we just moved into our new studios, The Square, in downtown West Palm Beach. We love it. It's uh, it's young, it's hip, it's cool, and it also means that we've had a lot of people come to visit us. I feel like we should have a new studio more often. <laughs> we just do it every couple months. Ah, I'm a big fan of this uh, whole food thing uh, rolling through here, and uh, it is a pleasure to uh, welcome Alex Awad from Layla Restaurant in West Palm Beach, and we're talking Middle Eastern fare. We are talking some of the most delicious food on the planet, and Layla Restaurant coming through and hanging out with us. Alex with us here on ESPN 106.3. First of all, Alex, thank you so much for coming by, and I just want to make sure that uh, we've got the uh, location correct as well. It's uh, off of Detura, and uh, let me just make sure that... uh, 
uh, I've got this, Detura and Dixie Highway. Dixie Highway. That's right. 120 South Dixie Highway, West Palm Beach. Uh, and by the way, holiday reservations are encouraged via OpenTable or LaylaWPB.com. We'll go through the menu in a second. But first of all, welcome. And uh, uh, Stone, he was telling me, Alex was telling me he's a Lakers fan. Ooh. He's a Lakers Ooh. fan. Uh, so yes, this sir. guy, he's not necessarily a Lakers fan. He's a LeBron fan. So he's acquired the Lakers through that. Have you been Lakers through and through? I'm Lakers since 1989. Okay, so how did that come about? How did uh, how did uh, how did you become a Lakers fan? When we moved to the Los Angeles from my country, we follow a team, and I love a sport. I used to play basketball, so okay. the Lakers was the, the last days of uh, Magic Johnson, and then uh, we hooked up with them, and it was really fun. It's been pretty lucrative uh, being a then, Lakers fan. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> it's a uh, it's a challenging because they have some bad years, but yeah. Right now, they're doing great, so... Yeah, getting LeBron is a little bit of a bonus, for sure. Uh, he needs it. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Alex Awad with us here on ESPN 106.3. He is the owner. Family-owned Layla Restaurant in West Palm Beach, 120 South Dixie Highway. Uh, and check him out, Layla, L-E-I-L-A, LaylaWPB.com. Where does, where does the name come from? Layla is mean exotic night, and that is a very popular name in the Middle East. Okay. So we love it when we moved here. So we stick with it. Uh, Family-owned business. I know that. My, it, my wife in the kitchen. Uh-huh. I am on the front. My kids serving the people <laughs> and managing. Can't beat it. And uh, we uh, we love it. We love to be family together. So there, there's that's as family as you can get. If if you're seeing someone at Layla Restaurant working, it's a member of the Awad family. Uh, yes, are. plus plus uh, Azar, but the other been with us for long term. So right, you see right. them you see them part of the family. I, I look at the menu and I'm immediately drawn to uh, lamb, shish kebab, oh. all all of that. And I, I think that I, when we're talking Middle Eastern food, and I'm I was a, a late bloomer to international cuisine. Uh, I didn't have an extensive palate. And as I've gotten older, I'm proud to, to report to not only you, but my parents that I've expanded my horizons a little bit. Yeah. And one of the revealing things to me was Middle Eastern food and just how epic and it's complex taste without being too complex of actual dishes. It really is some of the most advanced, amazing food on the entire planet. It's easy to eat, put it that way. Yeah. Made, made fresh, healthy, and uh, we, we do everything at Layla from A to Z, so we don't uh, buy anything ready. Right. So that's healthy. And uh, when you're talking about healthy, you're talking about tabbouleh, baba ganoush, mm-hmm. hummus, falafel, all the kebabs been made fresh, so... Uh, when it, when you came over here, when you came to the United States, uh, was the plan to to cook to no, get no, in no. a restaurant? The plan, the plan, we we uh, we our background is jewelry business. Okay. And when we moved to, we visit in West Palm, and I noticed there is no Middle Eastern restaurant with table clothes. So I love it. That that is that's and that's a great point too. The Middle Eastern fare is certainly in this area. It is not extensive. It's not expansive at all, and so that's why a place like Layla Restaurant stands out. And again, one twenty South Dixie Highway, one twenty South Dixie Highway in West Palm. And again, holiday reservations are encouraged via Open Table Layla WPB.com, L E I L A. It's not just the food, however. This whole dining experience is a Middle Eastern experience. Right? Absolutely, absolutely. That's what we're trying to focus on. That's what we're trying our best. We're trying to treat everybody to come in and leave happy. 
and we uh, encourage the people to try us, give us a shot, and we'd love to hear their opinion always. Uh, I also was looking to you guys, uh, you have uh, a Christmas guest from 4.30 to 9 p.m., uh, open Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. We open Christmas Eve and Christmas wow. Day. Wow. And New Year's Eve as well, correct? New open. Year's Eve. New Year's Day, we close. New Year's Day, you're close. But New Year's Eve, yes. open. Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, uh, open. Uh, on New Year's Eve, Layla's hours and belly dancer performances are going to extend throughout the night. And that's right. I said belly dancer performances extending throughout the night, featuring elevated dinner specials as well as a la carte dinner menu. That's all available without having uh, locked in a higher pricing. So this, nope. is, this is their for everybody, and the great thing, too, if you go online, Layla, L-E-I-L-A, Layla, WPB.com, you can check out the menu right there before you even go into the restaurant. And you're going to get the same prices on the New Year Eve as every day else. I know that you, and again, uh, Alex Awad with us here. He is the owner of Layla Restaurant, 120 South Dixie Highway in West Palm Beach, and, and brought in excellent, excellent spread for lunch, so appreciate that. If you could, just a couple of things that uh, that you brought in for us. You have the chicken uh, shish tahu, which okay. is number one sales at Leila. And then you have the beef shish and some tabbouleh, hummus, roasted red pepper, walnut, pomegranate. It's all as a dipping with the pita bread. And uh, that's what we brought for today. <laughs> that is, uh, that's it. That's it. That, that, that is. <laughs> that's all we brought. Awesome. No, I really, really, really appreciate it. It's for my you. pleasure. What is your? Uh, I might as well go to go to the boss with this. What is when you look at your menu? What are a couple of things that you sit there? You say I could eat that every single day. Uh, my chicken shishtawu okay. and uh, lamb kebab. Okay. Yeah, I, I would probably go with the lamb kebab. I could probably sit down every single day and just devour lamb We're kebab. We're very popular with the lamb. We have a couple of lamb special, and we have the lamb special on the New Year Eve and New Year Day. The leg of lamb cooked with the vegetable and uh, in the oven, and it's good for family of four. Okay. So they can order as a, one piece to the table and share it. Because Leila and Middle Eastern food is about sharing. Yep. So right. you put a lot of tapas on the menu and you share it together. That's the thing. Middle Eastern dining is such a communal experience, too. Like It, it really, like it's one thing to sit at a booth and whatever and, and order dishes, order entrees, whatever. But this is legitimately a communal experience. People uh, taking from the, the same plate, the same dish. And it's really a bonding experience. Yes, sir. I, I, I absolutely love it. Layla WPB, L-E-I-L-A, LaylaWPB.com. Check it out. Layla Restaurant, again, 120 South Dixie Highway in West Palm. Encouraging holiday reservations to be via open table or online, LaylaWPB.com. It just helps everything move more efficiently. Open Christmas Eve, open Christmas Day, open New Year's Eve, the, the belly dancers, the Middle Eastern experience, and, of course, the robust and elite Middle Eastern menu, which uh, again, when we're talking restaurants in Palm Beach County and the Treasure Coast, Middle Eastern fare is not represented nearly enough. This is the place to be. Layla Restaurant. Uh, Alex Awan, the owner, thank you for coming by. Really appreciate it. It's my it. pleasure. Thank you for having us today and looking forward to see you at Layla. And uh, go Lakers, right? And go. Oh, well, uh, yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> go Alex Awan, the owner of Layla Restaurant. We'll come back after this. Evan Cohen on the way. We have a lot to do. Theo's about to pop in. That's Stone the Bandowitz. I'm Ken Levicka. Levicka, Theo, and Stone, ESPN 106.3.